When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, folks. Brian here before the show starts. Uh, Chris and I had recorded this on Thursday morning. It's the only time in our schedule we could get it out. And we were pretty optimistic about Max Scherzer's injury status. We were wrong. Before we get any emails, we were wrong. That's all. Enjoy the show. Hi, Mets fans. Welcome back to Amazing Avenue Audio, the show. Uh, we are the first podcast with the name of the show, despite what uh, John Heyman thinks. There's a new John Heyman podcast called The Show. That's all. Chris and, I are, <laughs> Chris and I are mad about it, even though we probably have no right to be mad about it, as our name is ripping off a Wilco album, but it's still uh, worthy of my ire and rage. So anyway, uh, I am Brian with me, as always, is Chris, and we are here to talk about the New York Mets, obviously. Uh, so the Mets have already split the series with the Cardinals. It is still in progress. They have a chance to win the series today. That means the New York Mets. Uh, wait, Chris. Wait, hang on. What's their record right now? Uh, Twenty fucking five and four <laughs> fucking teen. Uh, this is going back to a text we were sending last night. But uh, yeah, they're twenty five and fourteen. They're eleven games over five hundred. The only team in the NL East with a winning record. They are six games up on the nearest competition, but that's a silly number because the Mets are 11 games over 500 and the Phillies are one game under 500, or at least they were last time I checked. So generally, Chris, this team has not put together a long winning streak, which some people are mad about, but they also haven't put together a losing streak of any sort. So uh, to me, I mean, would a winning streak be nice? Yes. Are those fun? Absolutely. But if the Mets keep winning more or less two out of every three games they play, 
is there any reason to not be happy about the way the New York Mets are playing right now? No, no, absolutely not. Um, you look at what they're doing. They have the second best run differential in the National League. The Dodgers is better. Okay, so what? That the Dodgers are, are are a are a great team. Right. So it is totally cool to be, uh, you know, in the same league as the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, and you look at it; it's the Dodgers and the Yankees, one, two, and run differential, and then the Mets uh, are right there in the the pack of other teams that are, you know, playing good baseball and contending, and, and at plus forty three. Uh, I don't know. That's just not cause for concern. And that obviously on an individual game basis, I'm not rooting against them. But if you sprinkle the losses throughout the season like that, uh, and if you're playing baseball where it feels like they legitimately have a chance or an expectation of winning every day, uh, I don't know. That That's just as fun to me. Uh, the, the long winning streak obviously helps you build a cushion, but there's always a crash after that. Um, And if, Hey, if they want to win their next 10 to 20 games, uh, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) There will be no complaints about it, but um, you know what, as of last night, well, what is it now? Hold on. Right now they're on pace for 104 wins, almost 103.8. Obviously we know it's early. Obviously we know that that could, change um, a bad week could undo that sort of a thing but this is not an insignificant number of games they've played 39 games of baseball at a 104 win clip um i don't care about the order that they got the wins in right uh, in in you know sort of relation to that the mets lost their first series of the season this weekend against the mariners who are not the greatest of baseball teams, and so you you would rather see the Mets take two of three or sweep that series. But, you know, they were close games. It wasn't exactly blowouts. And, look, even the greatest teams of all time lose a couple of games to bad teams. It happens every month, not even every season. Every month, your team is going to lose a game they should have won against a team they should have beaten. It happens. Is it annoying because it's the Mariners? Sure, but I don't really care about the Mariners. I, I have no hatred towards the Mariners. In fact, when I was a kid, because of my love of Ken Griffey Jr., they were my AL team for many, many years. So, you know, the, it, do I wish the Mets won that series? Absolutely. Does it mean anything in the long run? No. The Mets are the last team in baseball to have not lost the series until that point. And so the Mets are doing fine. And I understand that. The Mets don't look like a dominant team in some ways. I mean, look, they're winning more. They're winning two thirds of the games they're playing, so that is great. But you know, they're doing it without Degrom. Um, you know, we're going to talk in a minute, how, minute about how they might have to do it without Scherzer for a couple of games, but we'll see about that. Um, they're doing it. You know, Brandon Nimmo is having a really, really good season. Francisco Lindor is, you know, not having the greatest season. He's doing okay. Pete Alonso is having a good season. He's not having, you know. A superstar, amazing end of, you know, end of story MVP type season. The Mets are they're doing it with a team effort. Players are stepping up. Role players are doing their jobs for the most part. This seems like a reasonably sustainable team. I've been saying this since the beginning. When when a bat or two gets like on fire hot, 
or DeGrom comes back, this team has the potential to then put together those big winning streaks. And I would rather a winning streak in July or August when the standings are likely getting a little bit tighter and where the games, I mean, look, every game matters one 162nd of the way. I get that. But, you know, a winning streak in August or September would put the nail in the coffin for other teams a lot easier and a lot more effectively than a winning streak in April or May would be. So I say all that to say I am not at all worried about the New York Mets overall. Um, yeah, no, but totally. Uh, I, I just want to point out on the offensive side of things, uh, we know that offense is continuing to trend downward across the league. Um, but you look at the the stats that these guys have, and, and yeah, there's not a Mike Trout-level performance going on, but um, five guys are well above league average hitters so far. Uh, Nimmo, Alonzo, Canna, McNeil, and Guillaume, believe it or not. Um, Love to see Guillaume doing well. Yeah, and then Lindor and Marte are above league average um, with what they've done. I mean, Lindor, for, you know, for the slight, I don't know, uh, decrease in OPS, for, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. it. There's still six home runs in there. There's still four stolen bases. Um, and we know he started the season pretty hot, so not too concerned. Buckshaw Walter didn't seem too concerned with uh, his, uh, I don't know, couple weeks long slump uh, that that's happened, but those guys are there. Escobar is straight at league average. And then, you know, JD Davis is slightly below. And I think with a little more playing time, we can see him hit better. I mean, the only regular right now, who's truly been a bad hitter is Tomas Nito. Yeah. I, 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 we can too, but he's, he's injured at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Dominic Smith is not a regular, but he's having a pretty atrocious season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's crazy that two hundred three, two ninety one, two sixty one gets you a seventy two weighted runs created plus. But <laughs> yes, but it's it's not a pleasant experience. There's not a home run in there yet. Um, that one Sunday night game, he he carried uh, the night really. Yes, that that was it. And I, I hate. I'm not one to say remove that game from the equation and then look at the stats. Uh, but before and after that game, he just hasn't looked anywhere looked anywhere near um, productive at the plate. And, uh, you know, it sucks. He's, he's an easy guy to root for. Absolutely. Um, as our friends on a pot of their own said this week, it seems like if the Mets had somebody that they felt confident could come up and spell him for a couple of weeks, let him go into the minors and work some stuff out. They would do that. But I don't know who the Mets would call up to take that roster spot. I really don't. I, I, I have no idea who the Mets think they have in the minors that could produce like that. Do you have, I mean, Nick Plummer maybe. Right. Yeah. That, that'd be one possibility. Um, and ideally, Ideally, you'd want it to be a left-handed hitter, I guess. Although it's not like the Mets are really lacking them overall. Um, if they got to a point that they felt like they wanted to option Dom to try to get him straightened out a little bit, um, yeah, Plummer 
as you suggested, is a left-handed hitter. I forgot. So that that could be a match. Um, sitting fairly well in Syracuse, you know, uh, that that would be fine. Uh, it's not a lefty, but Vientos is a guy who seems like he could get some major league at-bats in that kind of a situation. Although I believe is he he not on the 40. He might not be. He may not be on the 40. I'm not, I'm not positive about that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he is. Uh, And hasn't been hitting as well in Syracuse as, uh, as plumber, but it's the type of guy who you could see getting his first sort of major league uh, experience. Right. Right. In, in that context. Right. I mean, the Mets farm is just relatively thin right now, and there's nobody that's like banging at the door to get called up. And I understand why the Mets are, are keeping Don Smith at the, at the major league level right now, but it's getting to a point where it does seem like, all right, we, we really have to figure out what's going on here because this is, this is becoming a very concerning situation. Yeah. Oh, Vientos is on the 40. Okay. That makes more sense. Well, that's good then. Yeah, it's not going to be Khalil Lee. He uh, was having such a hard time. They sent him down to St. Lucie to. <laughs> yes. Sort of. You want, you want to know how bad of a season you're having? You go from Triple A to Single A. Yeah, and Low A at that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just just crazy how how far Khalil Lee's star has fallen. Once he came into the organization, which, you know, and again, he's young. There is no question that he still can turn it around. It's just a very, very strange thing that he has just fallen this low uh, in the team's eyes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, a uh, a less than happy bit of news, which is that Max Scherzer left his start last night with left side pain. A couple of good things about this. Um, it's not an arm issue, nor is it his throwing side. You know, he, he's a right-handed pitcher, and therefore his right side would be where you'd think something like a uh, an oblique strain would be most likely. It could be an oblique strain. It could be that he ate weird pasta the night before. I don't know. He's, he's a man of about my age. Sometimes your body just hurts for reasons you don't understand anymore. Um so we don't know exactly what's going on. We should have news today about that. So if you're listening to this and it's incredibly outdated already, we are sorry. We are recording this Thursday morning, so uh, the news has not come out yet as to exactly what he is, um, what he is, uh, you know, diagnosed with. But I think we can say with with sort of 100 uh, percent certainty, whatever this is, it's better than an arm injury. <laughs> This is where we are now, Chris. We're saying that things are just better or worse than an arm injury. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd agree with that. It also seems like he is fairly well in tune with his body. Um, and when he spoke about it after the game, he didn't seem too concerned that it was going to be a major situation. Uh, and that should be good. I think, uh, if anything, he earned a little benefit of the doubt with the slight hamstring tightness that was a factor early in the season that he assured everybody would not be a problem. And, and, and it, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. So 
uh, we've known Max Scherzer as the guy that we didn't want the Mets to face for years and years and years, but we haven't known him as a guy who's on the team that we root for. And I think those are two very different experiences, but he, he's, he's done this long enough. um, And the way he explained that basically it it got to a point that he didn't want to risk a serious injury. So, all right, time to come out of the game. Uh, So that, I know, uh, I know it kind of happened all of a sudden, but, you know, uh, but it's not one of those moments where the pitcher uh, all of a sudden is holding his arm in like severe pain and, and has to come out or, or something like that. So I, I get that the fact that it's surprising maybe catches people off guard a little bit more, but um, as with any... Well, they, this applies to more than just the Mets and more than just injuries, but uh, waiting for the actual news is, is probably a good idea here. Yes. And let's hope um, let's hope there's no significant injury on, uh, on the MRI and he's just 37 and maybe needs to you know, rest it a little and, and, and work on it a little, even as a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a non-professional athlete of a similar age, um, you know, sometimes things just hurt. <laughs> yes. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If it is going to be a couple of starts, the Mets are at a slighter disadvantage, or a, a more dis- greater disadvantage than they were a week ago because Tyler McGill is currently on the IL as well with bicep inflammation. Um, the MRI came back clean, which is a good thing. They don't think McGill would necessarily miss too much time. However, that means that the Mets are down another starting pitcher. So right now, if we presume the Scherzer is going to stay in the rotation and not miss um, too much time, the rotation is down to Scherzer, Carrasco, Bassett, um, Walker, and I'm going to guess David Peterson is going to take the, the spot that's, that's open that Trevor Williams took this past weekend because – I believe Peterson pitched the day before or two days before for Syracuse. Right. Um, so I presume this will be Peterson. If it is, uh, if Scherzer is going to miss a start or two, then things get a little bit dicier with the rotation. Even though Trevor Williams did a very admirable job against the Mariners, I uh, I would rather him not be penciled in for more than a start or two. Um, do you have any sort of opinion on who the next starter up should be if it's not Trevor Williams? Oh, man. 
<clears throat> I I don't know. I think it kind of has to be him. Um, I agree it's not ideal, but I'm not seeing somebody who, who would be a clearly better option to bump up from the minors. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody, anybody that you think? No, no, not like a person, <laughs> not a single person. <laughs> I was hoping that you had some sort of brilliant idea that I would say, Oh wow. Chris really thought this through. Let's, uh, you know, let's, yeah. Let's... I mean, the, and the one guy that they've kind of hyped up a little bit coming into the season, who's fared very well in his time in, uh, Binghamton, he's still only 24. Yep, 24 as of March. Uh, Jose Buto. Um, I am not saying that that is the ideal way to take a guy who, I don't know, yeah, didn't start his minor league career as, as, a, as an exciting prospect, but has pitched solid baseball in Binghamton now over the course of 15 starts between last year and this year. Um, I don't know. It would be a weird spot for it. Josh Walker would, you know, had similarly been uh, a solid starting pitcher in Binghamton last year. Um, not faring quite as well against AAA competition so far for Syracuse this year. Uh, just a, a couple of names. Uh, Buto is on the 40. Um, Josh Walker is not. But yeah, I think... Uh, if Scherzer needs to miss a start or two or more, um, I think we're looking at the Bassett, Carrasco, Walker, Peterson, Trevor Williams rotation for for a bit. Um, and yeah, I Williams definitely gave them a very good. Uh, what was it? Four innings. It was four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he did. I, I kind of like him in the two to three to maybe four inning role for whatever reason. It just seems like maybe he yes. could settle into that. Um, and Hey, there are, there's some luxury to be found in, in being in the position the Mets are in uh, the baseball season's long. The division is not over, but it's not just that they have a good record. Uh, it's that they're playing well against their division opponents and in turn, um, helping all of them have bad records. <laughs> yes. And they haven't even played the Marlins yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the Marlins did that brief little thing. I mean, they're, they're only three games under 500 now, but they were uh, the only team other than the Mets with a winning record in the division for a bit. And then they just returned to being the Marlins. Um, I don't know. Every spring they seem to do something that makes people think they're going to be good. And, and then uh, the reality sets in surprise. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, right now every other team in the division is under 500, and aside from the Marlins, three of them can thank the Mets for helping to contribute to that. Um, so, if you had to go into a stretch where you briefly did not have Scherzer or Degrom, uh, if you had to pick a way to do it, being six games up on the next best team in the division and 11 games over 500 on your own. Um, that's about as good a position as you could try to weather that storm from. Yes, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I will also say that this, I mean, look, we, I think we all wish the Mets could have added another couple of depth pieces this off season, but the Mets rotation was, was pretty stacked to begin with. You know, you figure if DeGrom and Scherzer are back, that means McGill likely doesn't have a place in the rotation. And McGill's been very good this season. So the Mets did have more depth than the Wilpon Mets would have had probably in this position. You know, the, the fact that they were able to weather DeGrom being hurt and still have a very good record, the fact that they were able to then dip into the minors to get Peterson. Like, you know, this is there is more depth here than the, the Wilpon Mets would have had. Is it enough depth? No. Is there ever enough depth? No. Um, but on the on the bright side, like you said, McGill's injury does not appear to be very serious. It does not appear that this Scherzer injury is very serious. So if they had to do the Trevor Williams thing for two starts, that wouldn't be the end of the world. And by the time those two starts happened, either Scherzer or McGill would likely be back in the rotation. And we're looking probably at another... I'm going to be conservative and say minimum four weeks probably closer to six or eight weeks before the return of Jacob deGrom. We did get some good news this week, which is that um, good news that the Mets fans have managed to make into bad news, which is that he is progressing essentially at the pace that he was expected to, to heal at, that there's been no setbacks, that they are ramping up his throwing program. And I think some fans were hoping that the outcome would be something like, you know, he woke up and he's miraculously healed. All hail St. DeGrom. Let's get him out there tomorrow. That that was never going to happen. The Mets are going to be very cautious about their best player, as they absolutely should be, especially when the team is winning like this. I mean, if the team was, you know, uh, had won three games so far this season, they still should not rush back DeGrom. There is no reason to rush back a player of his quality. Uh, but you can you can say especially when the team has been surviving quite well without him. So, you know, I'm thinking if we all think that DeGrom will be back right around the All-Star break, that's probably a, a, a pretty conservative estimate. Does that feel about right to you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and I think when we first heard the the update on his status and um, sort of uh, uh, there hasn't been really a hard timeline, but a vague idea of what it sounded like. Uh, it seems like it could be about a calendar year between the ground starts from uh, last year's all-star break to this. And Hey, if, if that's what happens and he's fully healthy and uh, fresh, <laughs> There are definitely worse things to have than a half season of dominant DeGrom. Um, Get ready for all of the, this is the best move they could have made at the All-Star break conversation, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, that will happen. But <laughs> the nice thing is that, I mean, there's always the possibility of upgrading your team in, in any of the three big areas uh, in baseball. But the obvious need is some bullpen help, I think, via trade. And to their credit, this version of the bullpen has held up better than you would think. Absolutely. Uh, Especially and, and, when you get like those crazy, weird Jake Reed performances where he can't find the strike zone, but somehow pitches two scoreless innings. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Jake Reed and Steven Nagosik both had the experience of helping the Mets win a game or, or uh, well, I guess in Nagosik's case, it wasn't a win, but he, he ate some innings. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then getting optioned right after. Um, although Nagosik has made it back, but, but yeah, no, I, I, it's obviously influenced by, um, Edwin Diaz's dominance so far this year, but the bullpen's held up better than you would think. And at the same time, I'd still like to see some reinforcements <laughs> in July or, or sooner. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, you'll still have you know, talks like DeGrom is a trade deadline addition. And uh, I mean, the fact that Buck Showalter made a, a comment along those lines at least sort of highlighted that uh, it's a baseball cliche and not just a Mets one. <laughs> I think Fair. sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that uh, when the, there are things that are uniquely Mets. Don't get me wrong, but uh, some of them might be a little more just common baseball uh, nonsense, but, but yeah. Uh, and Hey, Drew Smith and Edwin Diaz have the exact same ERA right, right now. So good. Good for Drew. Yeah, both Drew Smith and Jason Shreve had their first like meltdown appearance since we last recorded. Right. But I'm not worried; those guys will be fine. They're bullpen yeah. pitchers. They, they, this is literally what they do all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, I think from the point the Mets are at right now, the biggest concern, without sounding too cocky or overconfident, is to make sure that those big arms and Scherzer and DeGrom are feeling good and fully healthy for the playoffs because uh, that is the expectation for this team right now. And that, that should be the way that they handle both. And I, I, I don't think they would do otherwise right now. Agreed. And, and hopefully that is their mindset too, is that we have a long season ahead of us. Let's just pace ourselves and, you know, do what we can to make sure that we are staying competitive and staying you know, in the hunt. And right now they are staying well above the fray. Will that last the whole season? I'd love it to, but who knows with this new expanded playoffs, I felt confident the Mets would be playoff contenders because 14 out of 30 teams with the rotation they have, seems like a foregone conclusion, but you know, now I feel like hopefully they don't even have to play in the first round of the playoffs. Or however, I, I forget how this new stupid system is working, but hopefully they get some sort of advantage for being good the whole season and not just wild carding in at the end. Um, but we'll see. Even if they do that, the Mets in the playoffs is a happy thing. So let's keep that, those positive thoughts and vibes going as we enter the days of, uh, as our, again, our, our pot of their own commenters love to point out, the June swoon that seems to happen every year for the Mets. Uh, but Chris, enough of that. It's music time. What is your music pick for this week? So I didn't realize uh, in my excitement last week that not only were there two records coming out on the same day that could have applied, uh, my comments could have applied to, but uh, in addition to that, they both uh, are by artists who start, whose first names start with the letters K-E. <laughs> uh, but the one that I had in mind and the one that I'm recommending right now uh, is from Kevin Morby. Uh, the album is called This is a Photograph, and it's got, 
as the singles of it, so to speak, were rolled out over the last few weeks coming up uh, to the release, uh, two of my favorite songs of his are on here. Um, the album overall definitely uh, has a range to it in terms of uh, sort of pace and, and uh, I don't know how sad a song might sound. Um, but yeah, it's it's really, really good. Uh, those two songs where this is a photograph, the name of the album and, and the song, and uh, Rock Bottom that he had put out beforehand. Um, but he's just got a really great ability at, at writing uh, and his voice it just like perfectly matches the uh, what he's what he's going for with the songs. So uh, a record that was very much a product of the last two years of real life and, and the state of the world. Um, and yeah, very much looking forward to getting to hear some of these songs the next time we see them live, uh, which I think right now is the fall. I don't I don't think there's a tour happening. Um, too closely in conjunction with the release of the record, but uh, maybe that'll change. Maybe he'll, you know, pop up at a few things between now and then. Um, I mean, it seems like every touring band right now is getting COVID again. So maybe, yeah. maybe him holding off for a few months isn't the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's still something that they have to deal with and uh, either cancel or postpone shows and all that headache. And, and as we know, um, except for maybe the very biggest bands, they rely on touring for income. So yes, uh, I get it for sure. But yeah, this is a photograph. I was thinking on the cake, the album cover, it's not the exact same speakers that I have that I love to listen to music on, but they're <laughs> really similar looking. Uh, so that, that just helps seal the deal for me. But uh, yeah, check it out. Um, I, I think if you like any of the kind of music that he plays, I think you will like the whole record. Nice. I, I have not checked out either of those KE releases from last week yet. I've been very, very busy this week. And my day job involves me listening to uh, audio that I'm editing. So I can't listen to music at work anymore, which is the by far the worst part of my new job. That I yeah. can't listen to music at work anymore. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um, so I've gone back and forth between a few picks this week because I heard some really good stuff at the end of last month that I haven't talked about yet. Um, but I feel like there was a record that I heard this week that was really interesting and I kind of want to talk about it and it has a fun story behind it. So I feel like that's the way to go with this, which is that so my local record shop is, is great station one records in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And they did this uh, mystery bundle of 20 LPs a few weeks ago. And they just listed the genres that were in this mystery bundle. And I was feeling saucy that day, and I decided to take them up on the offer. And so I, most of the records in this batch I had never heard of the artist or the album, which is pretty incredible because, uh, you know, I I feel like I, I'm a guy who's pretty well tuned into a lot of this stuff, but I, most of the stuff in there that I, I was not aware of, the stuff I was aware of, I, I actually really like. So I'm, I'm excited to dig in. I've only heard about maybe four five or six of the of the 20 records that were in there but one i heard was a uh sort of garage punk band called proud parents and the record is a self-titled debut that came out in 2018 on a small label out of milwaukee i believe it was no madison 
I'm sorry. Um, I knew it was somewhere in Wisconsin. But it's just, you know, sometimes you hear stuff that you could have sworn you had heard before because it just sounds like it's something totally in your wheelhouse. And that is what Proud Parents were. It's just like melodic, really fun garage rock. Um, I think they have another album out. I I don't know much about it, but I just it, it's the first record from this batch that as soon as it was over, I flipped it over and played it again. Uh, just, you know, a, a, also a really good record for the weather getting warmer, just a bouncy garage power pop type uh, of of experience. The album is on Bandcamp. Uh, I, I'm checking right now to see if it is on Spotify. Uh, it is on Spotify. So I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Specifically, uh, they do something that is a, a pretty classic move, which is to have a band, an album, and a song all named the same thing. So the first track on the album is called Proud Parents, which uh, that's a, I believe, Bad Company did that. And uh, there's a couple other bands that uh, Black Sabbath, I believe, as well. Did oh, that. yeah. Black yeah, Sabbath, so, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. I couldn't remember for a second if Black Sabbath was on the first record or not, but it has to have been, of course. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, a, a grand tradition of 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 that happening here. And uh, just, again, just like nothing, it's, it's not going to change the world, but it's fantastic, really fun garage rock. And it's great to find a new band out of this, like, stack of records, some of which are like 70s disco and soul and jazz and uh, post-rock, and you get this just really cool band out of there. So, yeah, Proud Parents self-titled debut from 2018 is my pick for this week. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. This is going up a day late. We apologize for that, but um, I goofed, so this is going up a day late. Um, but that's okay. You can still go to AmazingAvenue.com, find game recaps, news, analysis, other great podcasts, more of that stuff that you want. We have it for you. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. This show is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you find podcasts, you can find this show, we hope. Um, you can also find Chris on Twitter at Chris McShane. I am on Twitter at Brian Eats a Nap. And until next time, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets.